With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, and welcome to the Roman Run League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. In today's episode, we're going to start looking in depth at the free agent signings Washington made this offseason. I'm going to look at two of my favorite pickups in Curtis Samuel and William Jackson III in this episode. Two additions that I feel make an immediate impact for this team in their quest for a second straight division title. So with all that being said, let's get started. Let's start off with Curtis Samuel. Watched a variety of games of him this past season, uh, focusing mainly on the Kansas City performance he had, where he had nine catches, 105 yards on touchdown, and then against New Orleans the last game of the season where he had seven catches, 118 yards. You know, I'm just going to run down some observations that I see. Um, not going to go too as in-depth um, on a play-by-play basis. I will hit on some. Um, I'm actually going to post some clips to Twitter of the plays that I you know, really liked and enjoyed. That's to my Twitter account at NFLScout21 and my Instagram at RomanRoundTheLeague underscore pod so you guys can get a better perspective of the plays that I'll be talking about. But, you know, at, in general of courtesy, you know, he lines up everywhere. Slot, backfield, outside. You, know, you got a lot of the versatility. That's why the team, you know, went after him in free agency. Um, definitely a versatile weapon that you can, you can play other receivers because he can play the XYZ. You can play running back. And you can open up more opportunities for a guy like De'Ami Brown or Cam Sims or whoever they want to rotate in there or Antonio Gandy-Golden. You know, because he lines up in everywhere, he gets the ball in a variety of ways. Carolina using a lot of jet sweeps, running back handoffs, come across the formation, a lot of motion. Um, something I think this team really wants to do. They try to do it last year with Steven Sims, but obviously Curtis Samuel is a huge upgrade over a guy like Steven Sims in that role. You know, he does well in the jet sweeps. Um, he looks very comfortable even doing the running back handoff. He's a good, tough runner out of the backfield. You know, and that's evident he was a running back basically all of his life before he got to the NFL. Very, like I said, very tough runner, doesn't go down easily, will pick up yards, and doesn't go down on first contact. And that's something that you really want to see from a guy if you're going to give him carries out of the backfield. Um, you know, I think he can get, I'd be comfortable giving him, you know, 30 to 40 carries this year. I mean, I think he's just someone that you need to get the ball to in a lot of ways. And I think as long as he gets a ball, whether it be receptions or carries, I think it's a good avenue for this team to go. You know, coming out playing from a receiver position, he does well getting off the line, doesn't get jammed very, you know, easily. Very strong guy. He's compact and smaller, but very strong. Doesn't get bothered usually by the jam. He uses a quick feet to make a move in the corner and get some separation almost right away. He's a smart player. He has a feel for zones and pockets in the defense. Um, you could tell that based on the film to see, you know, he could tell where the DBs are playing him. He sits, you know, when he they're in zone, when he finds a pocket. And, you know, he, he carries on the crossing routes when he sees, you know, there's some area in the corner side of the field or outside of the field. Um, he adjusts the ball well. He has a really solid catch radius for a guy of his size. That's evident in a 20-yard, 8-yard catch he had against Kansas City where he kind of jumped to his left to make the play. Um, all right, like I said, those will be posted on Twitter for you guys to see. He's also a willing blocker. Um, he actually was used to chip off the edge a few times, and that's something also you want to consider when a guy that size. It's great to see that he's willing to block and you know, throw his body in there. He's improving as a route runner, um, definitely getting better over the last few years as he gets more acclimated with the wide receiver position. Um, definitely knows how to break off his route, 
to get separation at the top of the route. Not afraid to go over the middle. Um, has a lot of slant routes where he got you know hit pretty hard by linebackers or safeties, but still held on to the ball. Um, like I said, runs a lot of crossers and over routes. Um, that's the way Carolina was using him. Um, and like I said, that makes sense because he has a feel for the open zone when they're in zone coverage, and even when man, he has the speed to separate. So I totally get that. I think he's gonna you know run similar you know route concepts here in Washington. And not a lot of jump ball situations, but is aggressive with the ball in his you know when the ball is up for grabs. Yeah, the few that I did see, he made a play on it and was able to come down with it. So that's obviously great to see for a guy at only a five ten. He's a tough player, and he just competes. You know, he's a cliche of you know he's a football player. He's going to be a guy that goes out for you and gives it his all every Sunday or Monday, whenever they're playing. And uh, he's just a great guy to have on the football, the Washington football team. Will definitely be instrumental in taking pressure off of Terry McLaurin. And, you know, other receivers are getting open, whether it be De'Ami Brown or Camp Sims or, you know, the list goes on depending on who makes the team. You know, I think Scott Turner will have a field day getting Samuel the ball. You know, I think Scott really wanted to open up the offense a lot more than he was able to last year. But obviously, deficiencies in personnel, whether it be Haskins as a quarterback or even Alex, um, due to his immobility, um, obviously receiver-wise, you know, Terry was the only one that was consistent throughout the year. Cam Sims obviously came on towards the second half of the year, which was, you know, great sight for the team. But, you know, and then Logan Thomas is only throw at a tight end, so the, and Antonio Gibson out of the back. So if they had limited personnel to play with this year, that's going to be a completely different story. With the signing of Curtis Samuel, drafting De'Ami Brown, signing Adam Humphreys, um, having Antonio Gibson taking that next step in year two, which I fully believe he'll be able to do, you know, even getting more, you know, accustomed to playing the running back position. So like you said, I think Scott would do, be very creative with Curtis. I think he should get at least 10 touches in a game per game between carries and catches. And it doesn't, doesn't matter where he gets the ball. He just needs the ball in his hands because he could explode, you know, anytime he gets the ball, take it for the, take it to the house, anytime, any chance he touches it. So a guy that really, um, you know, was on the uptick too, you know, only being 25 but you know best in the slot in my opinion uh, but he can line up everywhere he looked comfortable a little bit everywhere but i liked when he was playing off the slot definitely came off the ball easily um didn't matter if it was you know corner and obviously if a safety linebacker is on him it's a complete mismatch in the slot so um definitely fits with the rest of the receiver group you know like i've kind of already mentioned you know with the terry obviously they they go back years coming in the same recruiting class in ohio state um, you know, well documented how close the relationship is. So, you know, those two will be great. It's a great one-two punch. Um, you know, he'll fit with Yami Brown, Adam Humphreys. It's a well solid, real well, uh, well-rounded wide receiver group coming into form here in Washington D.C. Um, he should be the clear number two option in the pass game, at least from wide receiver perspective. And honestly, even fighting Logan Thomas for that second opportunity, I think Curtis should be right there. Um, you know, in you know second progressions, you know, come after Terry. Um, he'll be a great playmaker for this team, and I think he's easily, easily going to live up to that contract. You know, three years, thirty-four million. Um, but what I love about that is that you know, I guess, like I said a little bit earlier, he's only going to get better. I mean, he won't even be twenty-five to August. He's actually younger, almost a year younger than Terry McLaurin, who will turn twenty-six in September. So, you know, when you're giving out contracts like that, and it's, that even wasn't too you know pricey, but you know, you want to give it to a guy that's almost just entering the prime in his career um is in like i said is only going to get better as he gets more acclimated with the wider field position gets more reps um it's great that he's going back to an offense that he knows and scott turner and the comfortability with you know ron and scott turner and you know it seems like every other coach in this coaching staff so it definitely would be good to see it have for him to have familiar faces and that is why i think will actually help him you know feel comfortable from day one and really produce for this team from day one next take a look at william jackson the third 
I saw a good amount of game films of him this past year, but I'm going to focus on his game against Washington just because obviously he's a Washington team player now. And against the second game against Pittsburgh, where they were at home on Monday Night Football and they upset Pittsburgh late in the season. Um, he shadows number one wide receivers. Um, and I love that he shows his, that mindset and abilities because, you know, it takes, you know, a really tough personality to, you know, want to lock down that guy and take it to that challenge. Some guys aren't up for that. Um, and I, I just like that he has that. And I think he has the ability to con- continually, if not shut down number one wide receivers, at least keep them in check. And he was able to do that pretty consistently in 2020 in Cincinnati. His long arms and size is evident on film. I mean, it looks like his arms goes to his knees sometimes. He does a really rangy corner and... I just I like really like the style of play. He's a physical player at the line of scrimmage. He's going to try to jam press. Um, that's kind of obviously his forte is a man press corner in Cincinnati. I don't know how much of that they're going to do in Washington with him, considering that's not really what Washington did last year. But you know they didn't have the personnel to do that either. So now with a guy like William Jackson the third and Benjamin St. Juice, maybe they're going to look more to do that here in 2021. He's really good speed. He makes up ground very quickly. Um, I think he was like a 4-4 guy coming out of college uh, at a Houston Mac in 2016. And that film, I mean, that speed still shows up on film. It allows him to guess a little bit and take risk, and that can get him in trouble from what I've seen just because you can see he almost trusts his speed too much and tries to, um, you know, make some breaks in the raw or not really take, look at the quarterback a little more than maybe he should at some times. But, you know, he's he didn't have that luxury at Cincinnati where they had a pretty poor front seven. But coming to play in Washington – it's going to be, you know, heaven for him that he gets to watch quarterback a little more, make plays in the ball, because that ball's coming out here in Washington. Uh, minor side note, you know, the game against Washington and Terry, I mean, Terry is really good. I love the way he comes off the ball. And when William was trying to press him, Terry almost beat him, you know, most of the time. Um, Terry had, I think, 85 yards that game, had one nice long catch against um, against William Jackson. So, I mean, it's really nice that, you know, Washington fans have someone like Terry McCorners and one receiver going forward. And again, these clips are going to be posted on Twitter and Instagram at NFL Scott 21 and at Roman Round League underscore pod as well. Um, definitely, like I said, better, more comfortable in press man coverage than playing off, um, which, you know, I, I think they're going to play a little more off here in D.C. But, I mean, I think he's definitely still capable of and is a good secondary, excuse me, a good zone player, but I, just, I think he looks a little more comfortable in press man coverage. Uh, doesn't get targeted too much, and that shows how much teams respect him. But also the proof of his lack of interception. He hasn't only had a handful in his career, uh, but that's because Cincinnati, they were trying to shy away from him. That's the main guy you wanted to avoid when you are playing Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, ball skills are there to, there to make plays, though. I have no doubt about that. I don't think it's a hands thing with him. I just don't think he had very many opportunities. But playing behind this you know, ferocious front seven, I think he's going to have a lot more you know, chances to make plays in the ball here in D.C. You know, problems with little qu- quicker, shorter receivers. Deontay Johnson was one of them in the film against Pittsburgh. Um, you know, gets a little caught off guard with the shiftiness of guys of that stature. Uh, makes sense due to his size. He's a longer corner. And most times, longer corners do have problems with the quicker, shifty guys. So something to keep in mind, maybe that's a guy like Kendall Fuller can cover. If there's guys like that, they play in this year's schedule, which there will be. Um, even the NFC East, guys like Amari Cooper, who's, he's a little bigger, but definitely quick and shifty. Or, you know, a thrilling shepherd from the Giants. or But, I mean, he's going to be perfect against a guy like Kenny Dalladay against the Giants just because their sizes, you know, almost marry each other. And I think William Jackson will do a really good job against Galladay coming up in this next uh, 2021 season. He's a willing tackler in the run game, not afraid of contact. It's something he's gotten better at over the years. Um, doesn't shy away, like I said, from contact. And in the screen game, he fights out the blocks pretty well. Um, come from the receivers or offensive linemen to, to make plays on the ball. 
Um, but you know, overall, he'll be number one quarterback for this team. Quarterback for this team. He and Kendall Fuller will prove to be a great duo. I'm a big Kendall Fuller fan as well. I think these guys can be one of the best corner duos in the NFL. Kendall has great ball skills. Like I said, I think William Jackson has that too. Just hasn't been able to display it as much. Um, so this, you know, was another great signing for this team. You know, a steep price, but it, you know, a cost for talent. And William Jackson III has that. You know, he was the best corner on this free agent market, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion. Uh, and he's never played behind a front seven like this. It's just Cincinnati didn't have that talent. You know, coming here to play behind the Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Theron Payman, and Ionitis M. Settle. I mean, you guys all the, know all the names, but, you know, he's just going to, you could tell from his excitement watching this from the interviews that I've seen, he's just stoked to play here and be here. And I think it's really going to help. Um, I had John Kime on the podcast last week, and he mentioned he was really excited to see him. Uh, he's mentioned a few times that, you know, he was a guy that really needed to change the scenery. And I think it's really going to uplift his abilities and, you know, mindset. And I think he just really happened to be here. And I think he's even going to take a bigger step here um, come in 2021. I think I think five picks is not out of the realm of possibility. And, you know, I think he might be put himself more on the map when guys take a number one corner in this league. I think William Jackson can come with that conversation more. Um, you know, it's, it's just another good signing that has the upside to make, you know, this is the best defense in the league. You know, I think they were ranked second last year, and that's without the improvements they made with a William Jackson III or a Jamin Davis. Obviously, in the first round of Benjamin St. Juice, and they made, you know, even better adjustments to this back, you know, front of the defense at secondary and linebacker. So this team, this defense is sky limit, and that's why I'm so high on this team because regardless of the offense, the defense is going to be there. The defense is going to come in and play week in and week out because guys like Chase Young and Montez Sweat are not going to let them not show up, and Jonathan Allen... Um, you know, they're always going to come consistently and play well. Um, same thing with Lana Collins. I'm excited to see him come back this year. Cam Curls obviously was a absolute revelation and a steal in the seventh round last year. So this defense is, you know, something this fan base can rally around and get excited. And they're going to keep this team in games no matter what happens on offense. And um, obviously with better quarterback play this year, they you know, easily can be a 10 or 11 win uh, team this year. Well, that, that will conclude this Room Around League episode. You know, two great signings that will only improve this team. These are guys that are on or in the peak of their careers. But it's refreshing considering how previous regimes did business. Obviously, they were all about signing guys that were kind of on the back nine of their career. Looking for one big more paycheck. So now with the team, you know, being run hopefully better, is better as of now with, you know, Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew, and Marty Herner. They're finally back on track to hopefully have some sustained success in the nation's capital, which is not, you know, happened in three decades basically so um you know having said that samuel and jack samuel and jackson third will play big parts in the washington football success for 2021 and i'm really excited to see what they bring for this team on sundays hope you enjoy this edition of the roman around league pod you can follow me on twitter at nfl scout 21 and instagram at roman around the league underscore pod and like i said there are going to be clips from these games that i watch on both of those social media accounts thanks for listening please rate subscribe this is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.